Welcome everyone to On Podcast, the On Microsoft Podcast, where we talk about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. And today we're talking about uh, the Windows 11 2022 update uh, moments feature pack that just dropped uh, that brings Tab File Explorer. We're going to be talking about Microsoft's 365 app. We got a teaser of what that looks like. Uh, we also have some more CMA versus Microsoft acquisition talk and a ton of gaming news. So let's get started. We start our opening discussion with uh, the moments feature uh, or feature pack, feature drop, moments drop, leftover features, microwaved features, whatever they're calling these uh, features that didn't make it into the original Windows 11 2022 update uh, that was, I believe, uh, rolling out, started rolling out in September. Uh, Microsoft, when they announced the rollout in September, mentioned that there would be this additional pack of features that would be coming to people in October. Uh, and so, you know, for those of us who have been in the Windows ecosystem for long enough, understood that uh, when Microsoft says in a rollout or intended or planned for October, that it could mean October, November, December, January, or even February, depending on mitigating circumstances. We all remember the Windows 10 fall update 2018. Uh, regardless, Microsoft was right on cue with its planned feature drop for October. And uh, here's what's rolling out for folks uh, in at least the next couple weeks. We got our coveted Tab File Explorer finally. Since the quiet execution of sets, Windows users have been waiting for a spiritual successor to come to the operating system in some form. Uh, the idea behind consolidating Windows uh, has been a sound concept for some time. That's partly why uh, third-party applications such as Groupie from Stardock are as popular as they are, what people are willing to actually pay to have this kind of you know organizational feature. But we don't get the full version of sets or the full vision of sets uh, where you can basically take any Windows app that was supported and put it into a consolidated window with tabs that you can kind of jump in between. Uh, we do get some functional version of it in at least File Explorer for now. Uh, in its first iteration, uh, the tab feature is relatively basic in that users can add tabs but can adjust placement of the tabs in the UI, uh, shifting along the header, I mean, i.e. shifting along the header to be closer or further away from related tabs. Uh, grouping tabs is also not a feature yet present uh, with this first version, so for anyone looking to organize or categorize further, uh, you'll either have to hope that the Windows team is working on it currently, or perhaps you can be proactive and jump into the feedback app and use and put your suggestion in there for them. Moving on to the next feature that's coming, it's a suggested actions uh, feature, which is a right-click contextual prompt feature that will allow the OS to suggest uh, events related to the ongoing tasks that you're doing. Uh, some, some, some instances of this suggestion could include a communication tool. So if you see like a date or somebody's name or something like that, uh, the suggestion feature could bring up maybe a prompt for Skyping them if they're in your contacts or Teams or sending out an email, or if you have a date, uh, maybe putting it in a to-do or a task uh, in your calendar. Another update that's coming is the uh, taskbar. Um, people are getting more features via the taskbar overflow management experience uh, with a neat overflow section that sits nestled towards the end of the bar as a clickable ellipsis. Users can also simply right-click on the taskbar to jump straight into the task manager or the taskbar settings. Uh, soon will be gone. The days of the Nintendo-like combo feature that you can like show all your non-computer techie friends the control all delete function to bring up the newly revamped Task Manager UI. You won't need to do that anymore. You'll just right-click, and now everyone will be as tech-savvy as you used to be. 
Microsoft has also added discoverable de devices in its new uh, sharing experience. So there are more of these things that you can do. You can share two from uh, Windows. Um, another feature which is coming um, is the Microsoft's highly touted Photos app, which is finally making its general availability uh, debut and it's bringing iCloud management support. We mentioned this um, we, last week when we rolled out the service devices and it was part of their uh, rollout uh, announcements, part of the announcements in the rollout. Um, I'm not sure how many people use the built-in photos experience app. Um, I mean, most people simply view their photos on their phone or their capture device, you know, camera or whatever. Uh, but Microsoft is finally giving the Photos app uh, the attention it needs uh, to fill in the, the overall Windows user experience, kind of, you know, fit the UI, smooth animations, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the new UI is nice, but it, uh, as I mentioned, it still needs some refinements in the single image viewing experience, uh, visible editing options, and quick visible metadata, uh, or at least way to get to the metadata uh, quickly. Microsoft is at least on the right path after basically ignoring it, the length of Windows 10. I mean, they had a Photos app in Windows 10, but I mean, did you or, or I ever use it? Uh, the other thing that's coming is the Amazon App Store, which is finally bringing some Android apps to Windows for those who care about second tier Android games, such as Monsters Legends or Lords Mobile. I didn't play either of those. But for anyone looking to replace the uh, deprecated Audible app for Windows 10, I know someone who reached out to me about that, uh, you can find the dedicated Audible app at least in that store. Uh, you can also get a dedicated Kindle and Comixology. I mean, hopefully they fix the app from all the bad changes that they made over the past year, not functionally, but just, I guess, semi-functionally. It kind of broke the app, uh, at least in the way, the cool way that it used to be before. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. While those are the major OS features coming to uh, uh, most Windows 11 users uh, by late November, I think is the deadline that Microsoft has to have all this out to everybody. Um, the Windows team has also pointed out uh, the inclusion of a dedicated ESPN app, uh, which will now join uh, the other big name entertainment apps that have joined the Microsoft Store, such as Netflix, Crunchyroll, TikTok, Disney+, Amazon Prime Video, and Hulu. Uh, the Windows team explains uh, these updates as these new features and experiences will start to become available today in an optional non-security preview release and a phased rollout VR servicing technology in new apps via Microsoft uh, updates, ensuring you can take advantage of the latest uh, Windows experiences as these new features are ready. The new features will be made broadly available to all editions of Windows 11 version 22H2 in the November 2022 security update release. So head over to the Microsoft Store to grab these new features today. That's the benefit of this, is that they're kind of app dependent and not OS dependent. Uh, and let me know what you guys think of them in the comments. Um, I think some of them are pretty cool, like the Photos app, I think is pretty nice. I could care less about Amazon, uh, but, and the new File Explorer, when all these things are kind of added to it, I think it'd be pretty amazing. Now on to our headlines. Uh, we start off the headlines on kind of a somber note. Uh, as we report, Microsoft's laying off nearly a thousand employees across several divisions that include the Experience Plus Devices section, Xbox, Legal, Strategic, uh, Tech Positions, Sales, and a few more. Uh, again, we said nearly, it doesn't mean that there are actually a thousand, but it's pretty close to it. Microsoft has laid off people across multiple divisions worldwide. Though the tech giant has not disclosed the numbers, reports say that as many as a thousand employees have been shown the exit door. The report cited information from social media where a number of employees laid off by Microsoft have expressed their angst. 
Microsoft joins the likes of Meta, the parent company of Facebook, Twitter and Snap, which have cut jobs in the recent months. The market and uh, analysts have been pointing towards a global recession for quite some time and moves by the U.S. Federal Reserve have seemingly exp expedited the outcome and now uh, companies are kind of getting ready to batten down the hatches and trim jobs unfortunately. So uh, I want to say that uh, first and foremost I uh, empathize with everyone who is now looking for jobs that, or that had jobs at Microsoft. Uh, I do not want to take unemployment lightly especially uh, if things are going to pan out the way that the global economy expects. When speaking with Axios on the matter, a Microsoft spokesman delivered the following statement, quote, like all companies, we evaluate our business priorities on a regular basis and make structural adjustments accordingly. We will continue to invest in our business and hire key growth areas uh, the year ahead. Uh, if this sounds familiar, it's because two weeks ago, Alphabet C a CEO, Sundar Pichai, made a similar statement following the company's decision to shutter its Pixelbook division and the following confirmation from Amazon uh, that it's also freezing hiring or corporate roles as well as shutting down programs uh, such as its Advanced Query Accelerator, Aqua uh, Project, and the Amazon Explorer, uh, according to uh, The Street, which is reporting that. Uh, they are amongst uh, three of the top tech companies that are doing this, but uh, the entire sector is kind of on that, I believe. Today's news has uh, Elon Musk wanting to get rid of 75% of jobs on Twitter. I don't know if that's related to the recession, potential recession, or if that's just a vanity project he wants to do. Who knows? But uh, nevertheless, Facebook is also, or Meta, uh, formerly known as Facebook, are, are trying to slim down, slim down jobs as well. If we weren't heading down a road to recession before, everyone's fear about one seems to be kind of putting us on a collision course as they prep for something that has or has not yet uh, shown itself. Uh, next up, we have Microsoft is looking to address loading times and gains by divvying up the decompression uh, process with a new GPU decompression solution dubbed Direct Storage. Uh, it's not necessarily new. This is just the you know, first iteration that we're going to start seeing of it. I believe Microsoft mentioned this last year when they rolled out Windows 11 as part of their intro to a win new way that Windows gaming would be done in Windows 11. Uh, but we will see version 1.1 finally hit. Uh, Direct Storage version 1.1 uh, is the new compression architecture that introduces the process of tapping graphics cards to do more of the heavy lifting and freeing up the CPU for decompression processes, which they have traditionally done. Uh, by shifting decompression process from the CPU to the GPU, Microsoft believes that gamers could see up to 40% reductions in load times. Um, Nvidia and Microsoft are partnering on this new format called GD Flate. GDE Flate, your guess is as good as mine. Uh, that will be at the core of Direct Storage version 1.1. As far as the details for developers, when available, the SDK will come with updated Direct Storage runtime to perform decompression, tooling for uh, GDE Flate, samples, and documentations. To prepare uh, for Direct Storage's release, Microsoft is suggesting refreshing their memories on how their IO stacks and tooling currently work, going over GPU resources, uh, scheduling uh, R&D times uh, after, or scheduling R&D times after the release to experiment further with GPU, de GPU decompression, even trying out Direct Storage 1.0, which I believe is available. Uh, based on Microsoft's roadmap, developers should get their hands on the SDK by the end of this year. Uh, uh, when asked about when Direct Storage is coming to console, um, I believe someone had reached out to me about that. Um, by all talks. 
by all, you know, everything that's kind of going on right now, it seems like Microsoft is focused on bringing this to Windows. I do believe that direct storage is derived from derived, <clears throat> sorry, derived from uh, Xbox. So it's already there. I don't know if it's going to be approved upon uh, once they can kind of uh, nail down the PC version of this, but uh, it, there is a version of it in Xbox currently. Uh, in other gaming news, we have gamers uh, will have even more space to create even more menacing maps I find hard to traverse uh, in Halo Infinite, with, with reports that Forge maps will be coming in roughly twice the size of maps from uh, Halo 5, so you have even more space and more area to play around with. The winter update for Halo Forge scheduled for November 8th will launch with six canvas maps that are uh, reportedly twice the size of canvas maps for Halo 5. So players get ready for more mountainous areas with sniper purchase or purchase, uh, or you can uh, get as creative as uh, some others have. Uh, like, I, I don't know the name of the person who did this, but there's someone out there who faithfully recreated a funnier atmosphere with uh, Andy's bedroom from Toy Story, so you can play around in that, or the Kokori Forest from The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. So uh, you can get some pretty cool maps. Um, and speaking of kind of checking out maps, uh, gamers got a sneak peek at what Season 3's uh, file sharing feature will look like um, this week. While Season 3 is, uh, is scheduled for March 7th, 2023, 343 Studios released an explainer video for uh, gamers about, you know, kind of walking them through uh, how they'll be able to browse uh, others' Forge creations through filters, such as, uh, you know, looking at 343 Studios' favorite uh, maps, popular maps, tags, credits, and keywords. Uh, this video, I believe it's like almost 19 minutes, walks through the creation tools for all of the new forges, uh, all the all the new canvases, as well as uh, co-creating uh, using the file sharing uh, experience. Uh, like I said, that should be happening in March. We have even more gaming news um, with the wrap of all things blocky. This week, Minecraft Live 2022 came and went, and fans of the block uh, mining game will be pleased to know that Minecraft 1.20 uh, uh, update will bring four major features to the game that include camel, hanging signs, chiseled bookshelves, and crafting with bamboo, along some other non-specific optimizations for the game. Minecraft gamers will also be getting new skins with the addition of McKenna, uh, Efi, I believe, Efi, Nor, Kai, Ari, Sunny, and Zuri. Minecraft Legends was also mentioned during this event uh, and made an appearance at the conference, showing off a four-player co-op live demo that introduced the first ever speaking mobs. Uh, unfortunately, gamers will still need to wait until spring of 2023 before they can get their hands on it. But again, this is couch co-op, so you can do that or you can do online, which is even better. I mean, we were just talking about uh, why don't more games introduce coach co-op? Uh, it's because we thought we lost it with Halo. Looks like Minecraft's bringing it back and via the demo, it looks pretty fun. Uh, speaking of sneak peeks, fans of the seasonal uh, Dungeons play got a tease, uh, tease of Season 3's Fauna Fair uh, that looks to include new flair, emotes, skins, pets, multiplayer mode for the tower and other features. Gamers also got a chance to see uh, some of the new DLCs coming to Minecraft Marketplace like uh, the Batman DLC, which looks pretty in-depth. Uh, you can basically play an entire game uh, in Arkham, I believe, uh, as Batman. Uh, I don't know if you can do it as Robin. but And there's a ton of other uh, villains and stuff in there. You can uh, check out new locations, such as the Batcave, Wayne Tower, and the Monarch Theater. 
I don't know why would they, they put that tragedy in there, but they did. And new character skins for the Penguin, Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, the Joker, and many others. Uh, there was for those of you who aren't Batman fans, want something a little different and fair. There was a Frozen Planet 2 DLC, which seems really cool. Uh, and the way that it's kind of being rolled out is even better. Uh, it'll be rolled out in tandem with the BBC's uh, five-part installment series. So for each uh, version or each installment that's released, uh, you get a new DLC around that same time. Uh, players will get a chance to play as blocky versions of walruses, polar bears, eagles, and more uh, animals along those planes. For those interested in these DLCs launched uh, a couple of days ago, that's when the event was. So you can actually start your new experiences today. Uh, so you can run out and grab the new uh, Batman one, I believe, as well. Uh, and I believe they had Jim Lee there that was kind of ex walking everybody through it, which is super cool. Crafters can now get uh, info on Minecraft in uh, Entity Creator as well. Um, and then you can also, if you don't know, uh, they had a vote on the new mobs, uh, the Sniffer, Rascal, and Tough Golem mobs. And I don't want to give away who won that vote if you haven't noticed it yet, but there are sniffer eggs hidden within chests underwater. So I'll let you uh, take that however you want to. Um, in other news, we also got a glimpse of what the new Microsoft proposed uh, rebranding app is going to be. The rebrand from Office 365 to Microsoft 365. Uh, they showed us uh, what the replacement app is. Microsoft dropped a video on YouTube aptly titled Introducing the Microsoft 365 app, where the company walks through the proposed benefits of its new branding effort. The short 56-second video briefly shows the home area, the My Content section that includes uh, third-party apps, the Creation section where users can launch any of the traditional Office apps, as well as projects in Sway, Teams, Forms, and SharePoint. And the apps, uh, there's also an app section, a freed section, or feed sections, uh, which look like the feed section basically looks like, um, if, if you're active in it, looks like a colorful version of LinkedIn. Uh, not too bad. Uh, odd naming convention aside, I'm actually looking forward to this new app because uh, I use the current Office 365 app quite often. Uh, and being able to just kind of surface all of the information I need uh, much easier, it's, it's always a benefit, I suppose. And I'm excited by this effort by Microsoft trying to consolidate their Office uh, flow just a little bit. Uh, it just shows that they're still working. They're still invigorated and they're still trying to bring new experiences to a relatively antiquated app. Um, Teams is getting a new zero install link unfurling feature according to the Microsoft 365 roadmap. Uh, item 98723 will enable users to get an overview of the app link in Teams before clicking on it. The overview will show the value and skills right in the flow of conversation. Uh, so you never really need to leave Teams. So. For those of you who needed a reason, Microsoft just took it away, sorry. At this point, the users can decide whether they want to install the application or just use it within the flow of the conversation. However, the feature is controlled by all Teams admin security policies, therefore you will not be able to leverage its capabilities if it's not enabled at the tenant level. So just keep that in mind. In other related news, you will be able to set Adobe Acrobat Reader as your default PDF viewer in Teams pretty soon. I don't know what exact day, but the next few weeks um in more gaming news this is more speculative speculative than it is fact but the next bit of news uh, i'm a little bit conflicted on it now seems the devs are becoming a bit more vocal about the disdain for developing next-gen games with the xbox series s as its baseline and developers since before the console came out and they just had dev kits were saying look 
the Series S is going to be a bottleneck of the ninth generation consoles, and they've continued to say this. I remember when 505 Games came out and talked about Control Ultimate Edition and said, hey, look, the limitations to the Series S hardware dictated what we could do with Control on the console, because it's... It's going to be a bottleneck this generation. On top of that, too, the developers behind Metro Exodus 4A Games said, look, the GPU inside of the Xbox Series S is a limitation. I really don't know what else to say, and it's going to be a problem for future titles. According to game journalist Jeff Gertzman, uh, visual effects artist Bosa, uh, for, Vo for Bosa Studios, Ian McClure says that it might sound broken, but the reason you're hearing it a lot right now is because many developers have been sitting in meetings for the past year desperately trying to get the Series S uh, launch requirements dropped. McClure also says studios have been through one development cycle where the S Series S turned out to be an albatross around the neck of production. And now that uh, games are firmly being uh, developed with new consoles in mind, teams don't, do not want to repeat the process, so they want to go another year of this. On the one side, I feel for developers who were looking to push the limits of gaming, but find the comparative memory requirements uh, for the Xbox uh, Series S a bit limiting. But, I mean, to its credit, Microsoft Series S outsold the X in the first year. Uh, I think it's partly due to the manufacturing constraints because uh, they couldn't get enough consoles out. But it's also just price conscious. I mean, as much as I want developers to get paid for what they're doing, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're about to hit a recession potentially. And people are going to be more conscious about how much they're spending on their gaming efforts. So um, you're potentially about to give a whole swath of users and, and gamers and people who could make you money on, you know, microtransactions if you just develop just for the higher end, because not everybody's able to get a higher end console right now. I'm also wearing the argument against the S as next gen, next gen experiences, experiences have felt, haven't felt next gen, really. Uh, aside from some ray tracing and some updated resolution assets, we're still getting iterative first person shooters, slightly into open world experiences, but nothing revolutionary as far as next gen. There aren't, there doesn't seem to be those giant leaps that we were getting from uh, Super Nintendo to Nintendo 64 or from uh, Nintendo 64 to even PlayStation. Like we're just not seeing those leaps as often. Not to say that games aren't fun, but I do feel that a lot of the new fun experiences are actually in the indie um, area where they're kind of going backwards and, and using the power of the cloud to add more features to old platform types. Either way, perhaps cloud gaming will open up this dam of requirements for next-gen developers and move, uh, remove the hardware limitations for good, which is kind of where Microsoft has to go. Enough with the consoles, put everything in the cloud, democratize gaming. Uh, speaking of cloud gaming, a CMA's investigation is heating up uh, as Microsoft asked the CMA to stop using Sony's talking points uh, when reviewing its Activision and Blizzard acquisition as well as detailing a plan uh, to open up competitive gaming stores on, or a competitive gaming store on mobile to compete against uh, the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. In documents presented to the CMA, we get a clear view of how Microsoft is set, uh, set itself in position with this deal for Activision, if it does get approved, um, to look, uh, to basically look less at exclusives for uh, current and next-gen uh, consoles 
but instead move closer to the cloud, opening up additional revenue opportunities for studios and developers beyond the traditional five to seven year console cycle. So you'll be making, you know, more money along a longer period of time uh, without having to wait to redevelop games in a five to seven window, five to seven year window. Microsoft made that the cloud gaming markets is still immature and unproven. Uh, and Xbox Cloud Gaming VP Catherine Gluckstein said to the Washington Post, quote, we're eager to see this space continue to grow. Uh, we're eager to see how the space continues to grow and look forward to supporting development studios, our partners and others in the industry who are investing in cloud gaming as it invites more people to experience games. Microsoft has already made guarantees to Sony about contractual obligations for titles such as Call of Duty to remain on the platform for their foreseeable future. Microsoft seems less concerned with pulling the rug out from underneath Sony for AAA gaming via exclusivity, which is what Sony's big concern is, but more about building out what comes next after consoles and Activision's stable of studios and publishers seems to be its key, and that's what Microsoft is banking on. I believe Sony kind of knows this, which is why they are buying up uh, studios, and I believe they recently just bought um, a mobile uh, store, or they bought a, uh, I'm sorry, I may be fumbling this, but I do believe, and I'll have to go back and check my notes, that they bought a company that specializes in mobile transactions and store purchases. So they are preparing themselves for that uh, inevitable future as well. I want to thank you for joining me again this week. If you want to drill down into more of the details and some of these headlines, head over to onmicrosoft.com. I would also like to encourage you guys to subscribe to the pod on whatever platform you're hearing or seeing this on currently and add some comments uh, if you like. Just uh, if you like or disagree with or have any questions about anything I've covered today, please comment. Um, you can find me at Mindhead1 on Twitter. Uh, you can also find all of uh, the amazing authors who help put together these stories on, on Microsoft.com. As usual, enjoy your tech and enjoy your day.